The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Want to fearlessly explore your creative spirit? Join artist Susie K. Edwards for Path of the Butterfly, a weekend workshop at Omega Institute's beautiful campus in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Experiment with a variety of art forms, engage in mindfulness, walking, and silent meditation, and discover a new and free-flowing creative vision. This workshop is for beginners and professional artists. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and What do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Support for this show comes from the National Wellness Institute, committed to providing the tools, trainings, and resources to propel your career in wellness. Become a member today at nationalwellness.org. From Spirituality and Health Magazine, I'm Rabbi Rami, and this is Essential Conversations. Our guest today is Sarah Beek. She's the author of Red Velations, A Soul's Journey to Becoming Human. Sarah doesn't consider herself a spiritual teacher or self-help guru. She's not a coach, healer, expert, entrepreneur, or leader. She calls herself a soul friend. We're going to explore what that means a little bit later in the show. An interview with Sarah appears in the May-June issue of Spirituality and Health magazine. Sarah Beek, welcome to Essential Conversations. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. So this is our third time talking together. I guess we should say, in the interest of full disclosure, you and I met at a Sounds True Wake Up Festival a long time ago. I can't remember how long ago it was. But that's when your book, Red Hot and Holy, your first book, I think, uh, had just been published. And then I had you you as a guest on a previous podcast called How to Be a Holy Rascal, and we were talking about the same book. So, you know, I thought it might be interesting to tell us how things have gone or changed for you since Red Hot and Holy was published until the the publication of Red Velations? Sure. Um, Red Hot and Holy was my second book, and it describes the process of me as a modern woman really waking up to the reality that despite my studies and background and travel and experiences in spirituality, I had lost my soul. And so Red Hot and Holy describes that process and that journey. And at the end of the book, I come to a realization um, about what I will call my divine soul. Now with Revelations, this book, um, it describes the journey that I've been on since Red Hot and Holy, more focusing on what I would call reclaiming my human soul. And so what I realized was um, the divine and the human had to come together for me. And so both those books describe that process for me. 
So really, if people want to get a full sense of what you're doing, they ought to start with Red Hot and Holy and then move into Revelations. Is that a good suggestion? You know, the books all stand on their own. Um, And in Revelations, I do give enough of a background that captures what happened in Red Hot and Holy in order to provide that foundation for people who haven't read it. But yeah, it's always it's always a wonderful thing to read, you know, the book that precedes um, this one if they want. Good, good save at the end. I thought you were going to go, no, you don't have to read that one. Just read this one. <laughs> no, Sounds True wants you to read them both. <laughs> right. so, so let's make sure that's clear to everybody. Uh, what? So let, let's talk about the soul, your understanding of soul. So you've got the divine soul and the human soul. So let's assume we really don't understand what the difference is or how you understand them. So define those for us. Sure. Um Well, as you know, and most people know, there are many different definitions for soul and different experiences. Um, So what I'm sharing is just based on my own personal experience. But for me, soul is our organic nature. It's our truest identity and our raw essence. And it's an intimate and integral part of this universe. But for me, it's also quite distinct and sovereign and an expression of its own universe. And the beautiful paradox of is that the soul is both the most human thing about us and it's the most divine thing about us. And in my experience, the soul is quite multidimensional. So for me, in the book Red Hot and Holy, there was this process of reclaiming my own spiritual authority by reconnecting with my distinct divine soul. And in Revelations, for instance, I had to really deal with the fact that I am also a human, imperfect, messy being that is just struggling here and has wounds and is suffering, just like and broken, just like everyone else. And where and how do I find and reconcile the soul in that? And so um, that paradox and that tension and really that sort of beautiful marriage between the divine soul and the human soul and the human body to me is where I'm the most curious and the most excited about exploring and expressing. So do you see us as sort of tripartite in that we have a physical being and then the human soul and the divine soul? Are they three separate things? Um. I actually see the soul as having many different parts. Um, I simplify it in revelations to just the divine soul and the human soul. But my experience is that we have more than three. <laughs> um, and in terms of the body, what I, what I do strongly feel is that the body and the soul belong together. And for most of us, we have had experiences in our life that have separated our body from our soul. And that could be through accidents or traumas. It could be through unhealthy relationships. It could even be through religion and spirituality. And so bringing our soul fully into our body, that, that to me feels like the key to so much more than just, for instance, like health. For me, that feels like the key to actually incarnating love onto this planet. And so that's really been my focus and devotion because I've been probably one of the most disembodied people (laughs) that you've met. And so 
that journey for me about why my soul has not been fully in my body and why I have stood outside of my own life and not fully engaged um, in relationships in the world has been the question um, that has really guided me into this process and really something that I love to converse about and share with other people. Well, I got this, this sense the first time that we met that your spirituality was, uh, I was going to say fully, so let me just say it and you can correct it if it's not right, but fully incarnate, that you ultimately don't want to have a split uh, between body and soul. Is, is, that, is that fair? Yes. So, and, and when we say body, we're talking not just some, oh, pristine, I, I mean, you're talking down, raw, basic, sexual, sensual, I mean, the whole, the whole gamut of what the body is capable uh, of, of which the body is capable, all those emotions, all those feelings, all the different aspects of it, all of that sounds to me that you're trying to bring soul into all of that. Is that, again, am I on track? Yeah. And then if I would just phrase it, I might phrase it a little bit differently, which is yeah. my soul has been calling me into all of that. Um, where, for instance, many different spiritual paths and practices that I was earlier interested in were, were in some ways, either directly or indirectly, kind of bringing me out of my body and um, out of my emotions and my feelings and, and separating me more from my sexuality. And again, this could be in very subtle ways. And what I've discovered is with my soul is it's actually a bringing me down and in my body and into the mess and the reality of being a human on this planet at this time. Yeah. So I like the term mess. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Because I think a lot of people think of spirituality as cleaning up and, and really you're talking about uh, being at home with the messy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's been, its own experience is allowing myself and sometimes just being right in the mess, um, not really having a choice with it and, um, yeah, embracing it. And as you know, when we embrace our own mess and when we just come to more of an intimate relationship with it and accept it, we can do that with other people and this whole planet. And it doesn't mean that we don't also strive to become healthier and create change for ourselves and this planet, but it also means we're not transcending it or um, subtly rejecting it and thereby rejecting ourselves. Yeah, yours is not a transcendent practice or or spirituality it really is imminent so what caused you what what called you away from i mean like you said the spiritual practices you were doing were of a transcendent mode and they were taking you out of the body and they were i mean some of them really denigrate the body completely um so how did you get how did you escape from that and discover this more holistic approach Mm-hmm. Um, I met Marion Woodman in 2009. I was interviewing her for a documentary I was creating, and she's a Jungian psychoanalyst. And I had an experience sitting across from her as I was asking her questions, where I recognized in my body <laughs> that I was sitting across from a woman who had fully embodied her soul. And I couldn't help but notice the vast difference between us. And it hit me it just smacked me. Um, it made me look around my life and see where I had been stepping out of it 
Um, it made me stop my career. Um, it made me question all of my spiritual practices, as mentioned, um, because I knew I couldn't offer things to this world if I didn't have my soul. So what did you see? What did you see in her when you saw that she was fully embodied and, and you were not? <laughs> it, what, what? it was really a feeling. Um, she felt like she was all in. Like she was fully here and not just in a like being in the present moment. Like this wasn't enlightenment. This was just being fully human. Um, she was real. There wasn't a pretense. She wasn't, she wasn't trying to be anything that she wasn't. And her body just kind of emanated with her herness, if that makes any sense. Like it was just, yeah. and so it, yeah, it was a really big wake-up call, an, an enormous one, and I am so grateful that she exists, and I got to have that experience. Um, but I think it happens for all of us in different ways, and Marion's strong belief is that soul loss is an epidemic on this planet, and that it is behind many of the conditions that we see on this planet, everything from environmental devastation to poverty and abuse and addiction. And so this real soul work that many of us are engaged in is both very personal for our own personal reasons and it's also really for collective reasons so we can do our own part in helping helping to sort of heal and <laughs> lighten up this planet want to fearlessly explore your creative spirit join artist Susie k edwards for path of the butterfly a weekend workshop at Omega Institute's beautiful campus in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26. Experiment with a variety of art forms, engage in mindfulness, walking, and silent meditation, and discover a new and free-flowing creative vision. This workshop is for beginners and professional artists. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. So that's very interesting. So soul loss... And then regaining your soul, I mean, soul loss being the, maybe the catalyst for all these ills that, that humanity is suffering from and inflicting on the planet itself. How, how does that happen, do you think, with soul loss? Hmm. Well, um, it happens in personal ways. Um, I mentioned some at the beginning. Like, it can happen um, through an accident, abuse, trauma. It can happen um, when it can happen in, in things that are much more sort of what we might call like big and, and things that really stand out in our lives. But it can also happen in very subtle ways, like a third grade teacher calling out our mistakes or not being invited to a birthday party or someone just overhearing a conversation where someone is saying something unkind about us. Um, soul loss also doesn't isn't just something that happens to us. It's also something that we participate in. Um, perhaps by not speaking out against injustice or not speaking our truth in a relationship um, or by, again, putting a spiritual practice or a teacher in front of our own soul. So all of these things can combine to create soul loss. And the big ones that we're familiar with are, of course, things like war and poverty and destruction. Um, but a lot of us walk around, especially if we are involved in spirituality of some kind, mostly unaware that this soul loss is happening. But, you know, some of the symptoms are just feeling some a disconnection from ourselves or from others or from life or really having a strong attraction 
to the transcendent, to perfection, to lightness, and a real sort of revulsion or resistance to things that are darker and heavier and more painful. Um, there's there's many different symptoms, um, addictions, um, having unhealthy patterns, having you know physical symptoms that just don't go away. Um, sometimes just not being able to to feel love. Um, and there's a lot of us out there, especially in the spiritual or self-help arenas that do a plethora of techniques and practices and modalities, but we can still feel like something essential is missing no matter what we do. And in those cases, um, that's when I would say, you know, soul loss is something to inquire about. I think every single one of us experiences it. And the process of how we go about retrieving our own soul and living a more soulful life is unique to each one of us, but it's something that I feel is incredibly important to explore. Do you have a sense as to, is, do you see a connection between, or like the Me Too movement and resistance against soul loss or reclaiming the soul? Mm -hmm, I do. I think anytime that we speak our truth and we stand in our own sovereignty and we ask for or demand respect of our bodies and other bodies, we are reclaiming pieces of our soul and pieces of what I would call the world's soul. And so to me, soul work has always had and always been um, an aspect of activism. And I, I say this in the magazine, um, and it's not something that I I am, I am obviously incredibly different than these two great leaders, but what they, Gandhi and Martin Luther King, both called their work in the world soul force. And I really feel that it is drawing upon our own soul and the soul of this world and the soul of this universe that we are fueled with the energy and the wisdom and the capabilities to create profound change on this planet. You know, I think it's very important for and, I, and I'm hoping listeners get it, but I just want to underline it uh, if it's not too heavy handed that, you know, you, the, the red hot and holy book is focusing on the divine. And then the revelations is a soul's journey to becoming human. Most of us, and you said this, but I think it bears repeating. Most of us use spirituality, religion, uh, self-help things as a way of escape, that there's something wrong with the physical. There's something wrong with the messiness of life. And you're saying something very, very different, that, that this is where the, the energy is. This is where the, the wholeness really takes root. So I want to ask you about your personal... So, so you, you, have, you call your soul in the new book, Revelations. And you know, be, actually, before I ask you that, let me ask you about the color red, because everything you do is about red. And the new book is even printed in red. Um, so I think people, people want to know what that connection is. And then I'm going to ask you about your soul, Sarah. Sure. Um, red is the color and the energy that started showing up for me at a young age. Um, and I never really understood what it was, but I was incredibly attracted to it. And it was a medium for which my soul was trying to reconnect with me. Um, it was a little bit like leaving breadcrumbs along a trail <laughs> so I could find myself again. Um, red is the color and energy that I associate with my essence, with my soul. And so it's something that I've both explored in the outer world and I really have come to land on in my inner world. Um, so that's 
there's more to that, of course, but that sure. that's the gist. Yeah. And and the soul that you you identify with, you 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 name her. You call her Sarah, and understand her to be the daughter of Jesus and Mary Magdalene. Tell us quickly about that uh, in the couple of minutes we have left. Sure. Um, my experience in Revelations, um, it shares my experiences of remembering and reclaiming Sarah, the forgotten daughter of Jesus and Mary Magdalene, as this lost part of my soul. So the whole book is really about first sharing. Sarah's story. And the second part of the book is sharing my story as a modern woman who is having these experiences and questioning and doubting them and exploring them and also learning how to retrieve my own soul and my own humanity and my own love in the process. Mm, Okay. Listen, I want to ask one last question and I realize we're up against the clock, but I started the show just by saying what you don't call yourself. And then I said that the term you prefer is soul friend anamkara so let's let's end on that note to so tell us what that is and how you see your role now uh, as a soul friend well to put it simply i'm just here with everybody <laughs> learning alongside everyone and i really feel that a movement towards wholeness has to happen together that we can't do it alone but you're not taking a leadership position. You're <laughs> no. I'm just being a, a real friend to your soul. Yeah, but but I think it's important that that. Do you think that? I mean, I th- I think. Let me put it this way. I think the guru system is broken. I think that we've put a lot of energy into uh, empowering people who are in fact stealing our souls, and so I got so so you're you're of the same mindset. Completely. And thank you for saying it. I just didn't want (laughs) to go there in that direction. But yes, um, I agree. I think a soul friend is someone who reminds you of your own soul and the integrity and the importance and the sovereignty and the authority and the love that you carry inside. Well, that is a good place to end. If you can help us discover the love that we carry inside. I mean, that is a tremendous gift to all of us. Our guest today was Sarah Beek. Her new book is Red Velations, A Soul's Journey to Becoming Human. An interview with Sarah appears in the May-June issue of Spirituality and Health magazine. For more information on her books and her work, please visit sarahbeek.com. Sarah, thanks so much for being with us on Essential Conversations. Thank you so much for having me. Our pleasure. Support for this show comes from the National Wellness Institute, committed to providing the tools, training, and resources to propel your career in wellness. Become a member today at nationalwellness.org. Before we sign off, let me remind you that this year is the 20th anniversary of Spirituality and Health magazine. As part of our celebration, I'm leading an interspiritual tour of the Holy Land. This is part tour, part pilgrimage, as we engage in contemplative practices linked to the various sites we will visit, Jewish, Christian, Muslim, and Baha'i. For more information, please visit us at spiritualityhealth.com backslash holyland hyphen with hyphen Rami. Essential Conversations with Rabbi Rami is a project of Spirituality and Health magazine. Please log in to spiritualityhealth.com to subscribe to the magazine in print or digital formats and to download the iTunes app for this podcast. If you enjoy the podcast, please leave us a review. 
Essential Conversations is produced by Ezra Baker, and our program coordinator and executive producer is Alma Tassi. I'm Rabbi Rami. Thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Liz Winter, and I have been a medium and a spiritual development teacher for over 30 years. On my podcast, All Aboard the Medium Ship, I want to share the message with you that there is a wealth of love and comfort available to you from the spirit world. On my podcast, you can experience this comfort and peace for yourself through gentle guided meditations and helpful messages. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you never miss an episode. Part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network.